Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. Hi, we- Paul. Hey, Dan. We have uh, entered week three, and with me, as always, Dan. Hi, Paul. Adam. <laughs> hello. And Aaron. Uh, hello. And uh, before we jump into what we feel is going to happen this week, let's jump into the Thursday night game. New York Giants at San Francisco. I felt confident coming into this game, but Thursday night games can get weird, and we've seen it specifically with San Francisco. So I thought this was a really nice game against a team with a decent defense. Brock Purdy looked too casual to start the game, but then limited his Jimmy-type throws, which he had three in that first half. I was slightly concerned about Daniel Jones running the football, but the Giants did us a solid and kept him in the pocket. I don't know why you wouldn't at least explore using Jones as a runner as the Giants are a star-starved team right now. The Giants still likely lose if he runs five to ten times, but keeping your team engaged and excited can affect momentum, and the Giants never established that. Yeah, I really think the 49ers have a good chance of winning this one and covering the spread. (laughs) Well, we'll have to see how that works out. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Paul, I agree with you. I feel the Giants missed out on giving Daniel Jones more running opportunities because that is where the 49ers have shown some weaknesses in the past seasons. They didn't even do any any type of zone reads, which they yeah. have done in the, la- the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, I think the 49ers were more prepared to play this game. They didn't come out swinging like they did in Pittsburgh, and but it's a Thursday night game, so you have much less time to prepare. There were points when I was watching the game and they were showing Dayball on the sidelines, and I... I He's a large man, okay? I understand that. I'm a large man. But I was like, is it raining there? Because <laughs> I see, like, like just perspiration was, all over his face. He was sweaty. He was and, angry. And Yes, and he was, he was angry. He was not composed. And then they would cut to the sideline and show Kyle Shanahan, and he was just very calmly. He was looking at his sheet, and he was just kind of walking down the sideline and just, like, calling the next play. So I, I, I just feel like the Niners were more prepared. They had the better personnel. It probably shouldn't even have been as close as it was. You give the Niners a full week to prepare for that team. It probably isn't that close. For a Thursday night game, which could go any which way, I think the Niners uh, prove that they are still one of the top teams in the league. I agree with all that. And this is the type of game that I think is a lot of fun to watch where there's, it's in air quotes, home team. And there's very little risk of losing. So the Giants didn't even show up. It was just, it's a fun game to watch and zero stress. So I could play on my phone, I could have my drink, and I didn't have to worry about the game because I knew it was well in hand. I don't think the Giants didn't show up. I thought they played him tougher than was expected, especially during the first half. True. And, uh, yeah, the second half, it got away from him. And But at one point... Uh, it looked like Nick Bosa might be injured. And I'm like, oh, they need a Nick Bosa. And it turned out he was fine the next play. And then he got a touchdown pass. And I said, see, I told you they needed a Nick Bosa. But, uh, yeah, I thought the Giants did better than expected. and uh, But still, the Niners covered handily. And, you know, going to those injury concerns, because of San Francisco's physical style of play, there's probably three or four times in the game where you're like, oh, God, please get up. You know, Debo had yeah. that moment where he was on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was probably just a, you know, got the wind knocked out of him. But you just, because of 
their physical style of play and because of their history with injuries. If a player stays down on the field for longer than two seconds, I'm already starting to write off the season. So it's, uh, it, you know, they did say that Debo Samuel was x-rayed today, no broken ribs, but a little sore, but is day-to-day, which with 10 days off or 10 days before their next game, I'm sure he'll be fine in playing that game. Yeah, and I think it, it made a lot of sense to keep Brandon Ayuk out of this game considering the injury he had in the Rams game. They didn't need him. Uh, I, From even on Sunday, thinking about them playing Thursday, I was like, there's no reason to even, even try. Keep him out. They don't need him for this game, and that was obvious. So, Once again, uh, for some reason, Debo and Bosa are both unusual names for me, and I get them mixed up. It was definitely Debo that was injured, <laughs> not Bosa. I understand um, they do look so much alike. Well, I, I don't know anything about that, but Bosa is on defense, yes? Correct. It was Debo that caught the touchdown pass. I was, and I, when you said that, I was trying to, because I, I did fast forward a little bit last night because I worked, so I got home at about 8 o'clock, and so I just did, you know, I kept skipping, so I'm like, man, did I miss the play where yeah. Bosa no, got No, that injured? makes <laughs> no sense. It was definitely yeah. Debo. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, now into this week's games. First game we're looking at, New Orleans at Green Bay. Dan. Green Bay has been a little bit plucky this year. The Saints don't know much about them except they have somebody named Carr at quarterback. I'll say this. The game is in Green Bay, I believe. Yes. Right? I don't believe in Carr as a solid quarterback. I have given the Green Bay Packers a little bit of the short end of the stick this year. And I think I'm ready to come on board with a few of their... We'll see how the games go week to week. But with as little as I know about these teams, I'm just going with the Packers to cover. I believe it's a two and a half. I think they'll cover that spread. So the New Orleans defense is looking strong. Last week, Love only with the Packers averaged only six yards per attempt. And that was against a weaker defense. That being said... I do believe Green Bay is going to eke out a win at home, but by only a field goal seems reasonable, so I am going to give it to Green Bay to cover. I could say the Saints 2-0 record so far comes courtesy of wins against Tennessee and Carolina, who are not great teams, but the Packers' win is against the Bears, and they didn't even beat the Falcons in the end. I could say that Jordan Ludd is tied for the most touchdown passes this season with six, but the person he's tied with is Kirk Cousins, and we see how that went. I could say that my math has the Packers winning by six and a half, but the truth is I was always going to pick the Packers in this game because Packers woo. The Derek Carr-led Saints scored six points in the first half against a bad Panthers team and are now averaging six points in the first half of their first two games. This isn't a good offense, and I still believe they have an overrated defense, which the Packers can expose through the air despite not having much of a ground game, an area I believed they needed to win games this year. Now, a bad quarter shouldn't be overlooked, but be the motivation Green Bay needs to play a full game with intensity. Specifically on the defensive side, which gave up too many big plays and were called for a handful of penalties. As long as drunk love doesn't show up again, I like Green Bay in this game. Houston at Jacksonville. Adam. So don't underestimate C.J. Stroud just because he's a rookie. He looked really good against the Colts. I think Houston is still going to lose, but 
covering nine and a half with them getting nine and a half should be easy enough to cover. So I'm going to go with Houston on this one. The Jaguars beat the Colts by 10 in week one, and the Colts beat the Texans by 11 in week two. By the transitive property, I believe that means the Jaguars will beat the Texans by 21. My regular math has them winning by 14 and a half. I realize neither of these maths are particularly valid, but I still think the Jaguars winning by at least 10 is the most plausible scenario. I've got the Jaguars. I have, like C.J. Stroud's poise in Houston, despite a severely talent-deprived team. It's going to take time for D'Amico Ryans to get his type of players, but but it appears Stroud is someone who is at least a solid bridge to get across this river. However, Jacksonville got punched in the mouth last week, and if they want to convince people they are not just a playoff team but championship contender, then this is the time to prove it and come out swinging against the Texans and put this game away early. I feel a little snake-bitten by a few of the last-second covers from last week, but I feel Jacksonville gets it done and keeps it done in this game. You know, Paul, I think uh, I'm going to go along with you on that. Um, I'm the same way. I'm looking at some of these spreads, and I'm remembering the meaningless field goal that McVeigh kicked last week to completely screw over gamblers and people betting and, and random podcasters all over the world. So I am just, I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. However, this game, you know, I tried to go with the Texans the first couple week, weeks. I wanted to be with uh, D'Amico Ryans. I know he's going to build a good team there. They're just not there yet. And I feel like the Jaguars have yet to show us um, the full potency of their offense. So the nine and a half spread is not nearly as scary this week as, especially being in Jacksonville. I think they come out and do cover that. And it's actually, you know, look, just looking at my future picks here, it's actually not the biggest spread that I've gone with the uh, the uh, favored team on. So I'm just like going for big spreads this week. All right. So I'm the lone wolf in this game. Ooh. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Las Vegas. Aaron. This is another one of those games where I just don't get the spread. The Steelers were trounced by the 49ers in week one, True. and the Raiders were trounced by the Bills in week two, so those cancel each other out. The Raiders barely edged out the Broncos. I mean, come on, the Broncos. Well, the Steelers edged out the Browns. Not great, but not the Broncos. I'm just not ready to pick the Raiders over very many teams yet, and that includes the Steelers, who my math has winning by four. Yeah, Pittsburgh has a bad offense. Vegas has a bad defense. Pittsburgh has a strong defense. Vegas has an average offense. The Raiders haven't lost a home game to the Steelers since 1995, but have only played four home games in almost 30 years, and none of them were in Las Vegas, where Steelers fans will have no problem purchasing tickets. I don't trust Kenny Pickett to move this offense, and maybe he might be on the run from Max Crosby, but if he can get some quick passes and establish a run game, the Steelers' defense should hold its own and get the win. I have Pittsburgh in this. Just a quick question. Did uh, Paul's intro to this game sound like Fox and Socks to anybody else, or was that just me? I don't know what Fox and Socks is. <clears throat> oh, when Tweedlebeetles battle, it's a Tweedlebeetle battle. When they battle in a bottle, it's a oh. Tweedlebeetle bottle battle. Oh, is that a Dr. Seuss thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's from... Uh, Fox and Socks. Fox right. and Socks. <laughs> you already okay. said that. When you said that, now I started thinking about the Butter Batter 
but the bitter butter battle. That that is yeah. yeah. When That's they the battle one. on a poodle and the poodle's eating noodles, they call that a tweedle beetle. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't exactly. Have, I can't do it. So that being said, <laughs> um, somehow, I see this game as coming down to a classic Jimmy Garoppolo game. The Steelers' defense is good enough to make Garoppolo make mistakes. T.J. Watt, I think, is going to be harassing him all game. Their linebackers are good enough to catch those beautiful throws he likes to do straight to the <laughs> linebacker over the middle I don't care if this is where this is at it's in Vegas I just think despite the struggles the Steelers offense and Kenny Pickett have had so far I just feel like this, this is this is where they start to turn it around I'm always going to back my boy Jimmy Garoppolo and I hope he does well but some of his uh, deficiencies are glaring and I think this Steelers defense is poised to exploit them. Um, so, yes, I believe in them so much. I have them at, uh, as a four-point game as on our card at High Sierra. Uh, the Steelers not only cover, I think they win. Out. And I agree. I actually have those points written down. Uh, in week two against the Browns, the Pitt defense got six sacks and got to the quarterback 11 times. Garoppolo made a lot of mistakes last week and... The offense has some injuries, some significant players coming back with uh, possibly being a little achy. So that being said, I don't see a way that Las Vegas is going to start to gain the momentum that they need to beat the Steelers. So I'm going to give it to the Steelers to win outright. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. It's time for Tampa Bay to stop pretending they are a real football team. They aren't playing an overrated Minnesota team this week. They aren't playing a bad Bears team this Monday night. They are playing a team with an extra few days of rest, and while this early in the season, that rest isn't as beneficial as it is later on, you still won't pass up the opportunity to game plan and make adjustments to your own team. Baker is going to get harassed all game, and the Eagles will be able to run, kick, and throw their way to an easy cover. Eagles. Paul, you're wrong. Just outright, flat wrong. Tell me why, Dan. Well, did you not know that the Buccaneers have a phenomenal quarterback by the name of Maker Bayfield? (laughs) Did not know that. Yes. And Maker Bayfield has performed outstandingly. Yes, that's a word. The first two games of the year. The Buccaneers are 2-0. They are back, baby. Tom, who? We've got Maker Bayfield. The Buccaneers are going to show the Eagles that they're done. They're going to lose by four to the Eagles. Now, in all seriousness, yes, I do have the Buccaneers at least covering. They're not going to win. But the Eagles have shown some deficiencies over the first couple weeks. Um, They haven't put teams away. Their offense has not looked as good as it did last year. You know, being that it's a home game for the Buccaneers, they have uh, looked decent. I'd be happy if the Buccaneers proved me, I'm sorry, if the Eagles proved me wrong. But like I said, I think I think this is another game where the Eagles win, but they don't put the opponent away. And at the end of the day, the Buccaneers backdoor cover this five and a half. So I disagree with both of you. Uh, I think injuries on the... <laughs> the third team playing? <laughs> I think injuries on the Eagles defense is going to make it tough to keep the Bucs in check. 
And I think Tampa Bay is going to win this outright. So, check it. The Buccaneers beat the Vikings by three in week one. The Eagles beat the Vikings by six in week two. Cancel out Vikings from both sides, and you get the Eagles beating the Buccaneers by three in week three. Factor in the Patriots and the Bears, and you somehow get the Buccaneers winning by one. Either way, you don't get the Eagles winning by six. I think the Eagles win, but I'm going to go with the sketchy math and pick the Buccaneers to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right. That was fun. It was. Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati. Dan. I hey, No secret here. I'm just going to go with the Rams. I think they actually win this game. I saw what they were able to do against the 49ers. They played them tough. The Cincinnati team came out of uh, the offseason looking kind of weak. They're, they're gettable. Um, what's his name? Joe something. Burrow? Yeah, that's him, the quarterback. Look Joe at me Burrow. knowing football. Yes. He's still struggling. He had that uh, calf injury in training camp. I don't think he's fully recovered. Those soft tissue injuries can linger longer. Ask any chiropractor. That's right. You know, just over two weeks, what they've done, they came off of being one of the final four teams in the league last year and their first two games this year have been just atrocious they have too much talent to look the way they look i don't know what's going on with them until they pull it out i'm not going to go with them anymore the rams on the other hand stafford looked great against the 49ers nacho tacos the puka nakua puka puka nakua what the Um, hell nacho tacos that's racist. <laughs> well, he's not Mexican. Well, okay, then it must be fine. Yes. <laughs> and who wouldn't like nacho tacos? Come on. Puka Nakua uh, looked well at uh, subbing for Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'm just going with the Rams. They're going to, I think they actually outright win this game. Uh, I've got the Rams to cover. First of all, I don't know if they looked great against the 49ers, but they did not look as bad as I thought they were going to look. I never said great. And their rookie receiver, Puka Nakua, has set the record for the most receptions of a rookie within the first two games of their career. He is somebody to look out for, and because of his, the as much fun as it is to say his name, he's now my new favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> the Bengals are going to struggle this week, and I've got the Rams to cover. Better than Tua Tunga Vailova? That's That's why. On a side note, I almost had that. I used to have a favorite player's name to pronounce. Is it Haha Clinton Dix? No, it was not. <laughs> is it uh, Amon Amon Ross? Saint Brown. Saint Brown. It was not. This is going back away. Mm. Former Seattle player. That's right. Uh huh. Tutupu. I don't know him. Lufa Tutupu. Lufa Tutupu. And every time I said it, when Paul was over watching the game, he'd giggle, and that's why I loved saying it because I say, Lufa Tutupu. So, the Bengals underperformed against the Browns, and the Rams overperformed against both the Seahawks and the 49ers. So my math has the Rams winning this by 17. I think the Rams may be better than I think they are, but not enough to pick them here. I think the Bengals can win by a field goal. I've got the Bengals. I hate to say it, but a part of me is really liking the energy and focus from Matt Stafford and head coach Sean McVay. I have hated McVay's jubilant behavior on the sidelines, But there is a focus here these two have right now that can't be ignored, and it's showing up in their play on the field. 
and what looked to be a gauntlet coming out of the gates for the Rams, they could end up starting the season 2-1. The Bengals have been slow to start in previous seasons, but something feels off here, and it's not just Burrow's calf. This team feels like it's going through the motions. There is no urgency. I think the Rams reprise their Super Bowl win against the Bengals here, and it won't be close. All right, so that's some of our breakdowns with a little migraine scare that didn't pop up. Didn't so pop that's up, nice. yeah. I think we can all agree that that, that uh, Paul has put a lot more effort into this than than I have. I don't know how to do what Paul does. I don't. I don't either anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I used to be able to wing it. Now I, I just no, feel like okay. I can't. Right. I feel like my analysis was spot on. It was. All well, of I mean, it was. so far, yeah, you're fucking. You've only lost eight games. Jeez, all year. If we take your numbers to the casino, I think we're gonna win. Nice. <laughs> all right, let's run through the games really quick down the card. Minnesota half point favorite over San Diego. I picked Minnesota. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers here. Vikings. Vikings get their first win this week. Cleveland three and a half point favorites over Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, I'm going with the home team, the Browns. They have uh, showed me something. Browns. Browns. Jacksonville, nine and a half point favorites over Houston. I selected Jacksonville. The Jaguars. I picked the Texans. Jaguars. New England, two and a half point favorites over the New York Jets. New England. The Patriots. Patriots. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We got a lot of lone wolves this week. Green Bay, two and a half point favorites over New Orleans. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yep. Packers. Packers, woo. Oh, that means they lose all four of us. Yeah, oh, for sure. Damn. We're not doing well on all of us. Yeah. Uh, no, we are not. No. Miami, six and a half point favorites over Denver. Miami. Uh, I have the Dolphins. I believe in them so much I put them at number 10 on our card this week. Yeah, nice. Dolphins. Tua Tunga Vialoa. Dolphins. Nice. Buffalo, six-and-a-half-point favorites over Washington. I've selected Washington. Um, I like the Commanders, but the Bills found something last week. I think they continue that. I'm going with the Bills. I have the Commanders. I didn't have enough underdogs this week. I got the Commanders. Ooh. (laughs) Detroit, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Atlanta. I've selected Atlanta. I am also going with Atlanta. Me too. Detroit. Rock City. Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites over Indianapolis. I've selected Indianapolis. I'm going with the Ravens. I I feel like they're starting to get it going. Yeah, I went with the Colts. Ravens. Seattle, six and a half point favorites over Carolina. I have selected Seattle. Uh, I'm going with Seattle. I learned uh, earlier today or yesterday or something that the Panthers quarterback is out and the Red Rocket Andy Dalton is uh, going to be the quarterback. So going with Seattle. I didn't have that information, but I did put the Panthers down. I'm going to stick with it. Seahawks. Dallas, 12.5-point favorites over Arizona. Dallas. Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see any reason why their Cowboys 20-plus spreads will change. I got the Cowboys. Kansas City, 12.5-point favorites over Chicago. Kansas City. I'm going with the Chiefs. Have you guys been keeping up with all the shit that's going on with with the Bears? It's... It's it. It's crazy. This was a tough game for me to pick, just because of that. Like, I kind of want to see Justin Fields ball it would out. Be, now. It would be great, but, but with all of the the. I think Kansas City's defense is underrated, yeah. and I think they're going to play well. Chiefs, also the Chiefs. Chiefs. Las Vegas, two and a half point favorites over Pittsburgh. I've selected Pittsburgh. 
Uh, for reasons previously stated, the Steelers. Yep, Steelers. Steelers. Philadelphia, five and a half point favorites over Tampa Bay. Philadelphia. Uh, Maker Bayfield and the Buccaneers. Bucks. What's the price of pirate corn? Buccaneer. <laughs> Cincinnati, two and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams. 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 Bengals. <laughs> All right. Great job, everybody. We'll see how we do next week. Stay safe. <laughs>